Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ethan's Thoughts, episode 17. Today's episode is going to be a story time. I'm very pumped to share the story. I think this will be quite entertaining for you guys to listen to. But before we get into the story, I want to make a quick announcement. Actually, I got like maybe one or two. First, Ethan's Friends is still about to be officially launched. It seems like our first episode may most likely be in February, which is all right. Um, getting the second mic in place. I'm getting a laptop to be able to go portable with the podcast because if you know, I have a big monster tower PC and it's harder to take that places. But when I have those two things and I get a location, I already got the first guest lined up. We're going to go. We're going to make the episode and you guys are going to see it in February. So I'm super pumped for that. Also, the second announcement. Recently, I have been streaming on Twitch. If you know what Twitch is, it's where people can go and stream and they can do all sorts of types of live streams. They can do music. They can do just chit-chatting. There's podcasts on there. There's video games on there. I personally dabble in the video game side, but I've been streaming lately and it has just been blowing up like in such, such awesome fashion. It's been such a blast doing it. I got a schedule. You can see a lot of the information for that on my Twitch page, which you'll be able to see. Link in my bio for any of my social medias. If you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, there'll be a link and you'll be able to see that link, go to that link and be able to go to my Twitch and check it out if you want. If not, that's whatever. Just wanted to show that out, share that out there. Here we go. Story time, episode 17. I'll see you in the episode. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey style. Here we go. Story time. Now, bear with me. This story time, it's not too long. It's not too short, I feel like. This is a very good story time. So if you know me, some of y'all may not because I don't get opportunities to display this a lot, but I really love the outdoors. I love to go out into nature. I love to go hiking, to camp. I love to do all of these things. I just don't always get the opportunity to do it. One, I live in Flatlands, Arkansas. And yes, there's some beauties of Flatlands, Arkansas. The sun rises, the sunsets, all of that. That may be it. Sorry to anyone that loves the Flatlands. And I got Craighead and Jonesboro. That's it. There's nothing else. Everything else is hours and hours away. So I don't always have the capability to do it. I can't always just drop a three-hour trip on a random Saturday to where I can go to Jonesboro and hike at Craighead. Yes, but it's just not the same. But I love to do it. I don't always get a chance to do it. So the semester is starting this is my last semester of college. A few of us came together and we decided that we were going to go camping. Now, we originally had like six of us going and it kind of dwindled down to two. I'm not going to say that impacted the trip that in a way that you'll see, but that is how when you when that happens you know like you're in for a treat. Like the few remaining like, you know, you're about to have a moment where you're going to come back and tell the story to those who didn't go and didn't get to experience what you experienced. So we, it was me and Noah, we were the only ones that ended up going camping. And I, I slightly think there was a kind of a chance where I think both of us were kind of thinking the other person was planning a little bit more than, than we thought. I think I, I thought he was planning a little bit more and I think he thought I was playing a little bit more. And so the day comes, we leave, we we're going to leave Saturday morning come back Monday afternoon and we hop in his car. We load it up. We get all of our stuff together. We're pumped. We're heading on the road. We are heading for somewhere on the other side of Little Rock. I think I can't exactly remember where it was at, but we were going there. It was about 
three hours, two hours and 40 something minutes away. And so we kind of just begin. We get on the road. We're heading out. And if you know where Walnut Ridge is and you know where Ball Knob is, it's maybe an hour 15. And so we approach Ball Knob. And this is kind of, you can, t- this is just the exciting part of our trip. We were ready to go anywhere. We just wanted to camp. We really didn't care where we went. And so we saw on the map that there's a lake. We saw first a regular little lake that had like an actual title, Lake Something. I think it was right after Newport. And then Cash, or not Cash, Noah was like, yo, look up that lake. It's just right there. And I looked it up and it said no camping. But then we saw another lake in Ball Knob, Ball Knob Lake or something like that. Super small. But we thought, well, you know, maybe they'll have some camping. It looks cool. So we stopped. We went to a grocery store in Ball Knob to get some like soup and stuff that we wanted to make while we were camping. We go to this little lake, and sure enough, you cannot camp there. It looked pretty good, though. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty let down by that. And so then we're kind of like, all right, so what's next? Do we continue back? Do we go back to the interstate and continue on our regular journey, or do we reroute? Well, then I want to give a shout Dawson Enzer, Mr. Greer's Ferry Man. I was like, dude, we're like an hour and 20 minutes from Greer's Ferry compared to still another two and a half hours is two hours and 15 minutes from where we were originally going. So I was like, so Dawson, can you give me some spots? Um, Like, where can we go camping? He gave us three great spots and we were pumped. So we decided to instead, instead of going to our regular location on the other side of Little Rock, honestly, that may be some of the problem of our trip was that we had a plan. We did kind of stray from it. We went to Heber Springs, the Greer's Ferry area to go camp. And so we're driving we're so pumped. We're just ready to get out in nature. We wanted to have like a relaxing. We were looking for like that kind of like that backpacking styled camping. Now, as soon as I say that, there's going to be people that listen. They're going to be like, why didn't you ask me where you should go? Because there, I know like at least four or so backpackers that are good, know a bunch of good spots. And I forgot. Just being blunt. I forgot. And I couldn't tell if other people, when we were actually planning the trip at first, when there was more people involved, I couldn't tell if they were all involved on the backpacking side because backpacking is like when you hike for a certain amount of time then pitch your tent you wake up and pack it up and then you hike again you're carrying your stuff with you so you have to buy like backpacking styled gear and people at first when we had a larger group plane they just weren't really thrilled about that so i kind of shut that down and then i kept that mentality when even when it dropped down just me and noah so i guess that's kind of my fault but we go up to heber springs we are in heber springs we are looking around thinking where we can camp so we go to one place. I'm not going to share these places because you may like these places, but I have forever grudges against these places because of what they did to us. So we pull up to one place. I've actually been to this place before, apparently. I didn't even remember it, but Sydney told me I'd been there, hiked there and all that. We went, and we're pulling up the thing. We're like, oh, man, we're going to go. We're going to get on the trail, maybe go like just 100 yards off the trail, maybe 200, pitch a tent. Put up a little sticker or something on the tree that we can know where the trail's at. We're super pumped. We just wanted 100% nature. We wanted, I think that's like one of the most relaxing things you can do. We weren't wanting campsite people to our left and right. We just wanted to be alone in nature, quiet, relaxing. And so we pull up to this camp, this place. And as we are pulling up, sure enough, on a big red letters on their sign, no camping. I thought this was the stupidest thing ever. 
how are people preventing people from camping in the wilderness? It's the wilderness. So we were pretty bummed and we start looking for another place. So we go to another place. No camping. I'm like, you are nature. You guys are nature places. How can I not camp? Why can I not go camping in your nature area? And so we come to a third place. Well, we picked the third place, but we went to the wrong place at first. And of course it said no camping. So we freaked out there a little bit. And then we kind of buckled. And Noah may have, some, I don't think he'll have any disputes with the story, but we, uh, he maybe could someday share his side of it. But we buckled and we found a campsite that has like little sites, people right next to each other in lots. And to where I personally wasn't thrilled to do that, I was just ready to get our tent down, kind of chill. You know, we had been driving around, we'd been in Heber Springs for over an hour at that point, just looking for different places to camp. And like, we thought we were making like really good efforts for where we were looking. So I'm not going to share where we also went, but we went to this campsite. We went to one and we found our spot and right across the streets, a bunch of crazy rattling kids. And I was like, this is going to make me want to just commit. So we found out we, even though we reserved us a lot, we can still move to another lot. So then we moved to another lot and that one, I think looking back, we probably should have stuck with that one. The second lot we found, but there was one thing that bothered me and Noah, so we decided to switch a third time, not staying at that second spot, which looking back, we probably should. So we go to a third spot, and we thought this was the golden spot at the time. We were so pumped by this. We were so pumped. So we pitched a tent. We pitched my tent. His took a little bit. We pitched his. We went to Walmart. We bought some firewood. We had all the other stuff that we needed to start a fire, to hold a fire. We had some chairs. We had food. We had all of it. We really had everything we needed. I got really good camping gear for the cold, and I thought, well, I'm going to be solid. So we kind of just chilled. For the first two and a half hours, I'd say it was perfect. It was everything we wanted. It was relaxing. It was quiet. It was on a river, so we were walking up and down the river, checking that out. Noah opened up a book and was reading. I just picked up a stick and was wandering around. Then I picked up a stick and carved it into a spear, which I still have to this day, and I was just walking around these trails in the woods around the campsite. It was absolutely awesome. So peaceful. And it was about 8 o'clock where everything started to kind of go downhill. So at about 7.45, 7.30, we start, we cooked some soup over the fire. And that was really cool in general, too. Like we, I got a little pan with a lid, and we put the soup in there. We held it over the, we put it over the fire. And... Then I pulled it off, poured it into a bowl, and ate it. And it was awesome. It was like so cool feeling. I felt like I felt like nature. However, right after we got done eating, I may actually still been eating when this first happened. So we're like I said, we went to a place with like camping lots. To our left was a guy with a little camper. He had lights up. He looked like he had stuff that he'd been there a while. He may be spending a good extended period of time. It was him and a woman. And to our right was an empty lot. And so we, like I said, we weren't really talking to people to our left, but they were really cool. But about eight o'clock, a van, because we were at the end of a, we were at the end, there was like multiple layers where it's like a layer, and then you drive up a little hill and there's another layer, drive up a little hill, another layer. We were on the third layer that, the second time. And then we dropped back down to the second layer. And then the second layer that we were at, we were on like a little loopy roundabout thing where we're like, we were at the end of it before you go up to D we're on level C 
And it was just like a little loop and a van comes through, drives incredibly slow and stops right at our spot. Waits a second. I'm like, dad, comments. We're about to do something. We're getting into something we don't want to get into. And then they drive off fast. Of course, we thought that was weird. And so we're kind of just chilling. It's getting dark at this point. If, if it's not already dark, I think it might already be dark. And so I continue to sharpen my spear a little bit more if you get the drift. But the van comes back a second time, the same van. And they park in the campsite to the left, to the right of us, the one that was open. And they get out, and a man gets, two men get out, and a dog. One of the men came all the way up to our campfire to ask, he said, Can I ask y'all something? And we said, Sure. He walks all the way up to our fire. There was maybe 70 yards in between our site and their site. If you don't, if you can't picture 70 yards, he can easily stand where he's at and talk to us. But no, he had to come all the way up to our fire. And you got to also, I'm going to share some context uh, before I continue to tell the story later. Everyone has life experiences, right? Life experiences that alter and shape how they view things. So I could view something different than you because experiences in my life impacted me to view it differently. Fair, justifiable. You could view something different than I do because of your experiences. And honestly, I can't blame people that have those kind of moments. Like if someone says they hate something because this happened when they were a child, okay, you can't, you can't really argue it. So the man's kind of creepy. Like I said, he's walking straight up to our fire, not talking from any distance. And he asked if this was site D. We said, no, this is site D or C. He goes, is this site 9? And I was like, well, we're site 10, our lot not our 10. So yes, that one may be nine. He goes, okay. Turns around, gets back in the van with the dog and the other man, and they back up slowly and leave. I'm like, what the freak? I don't know what to think. And, <clears throat> and even at a more extended period of time, this was longer than between the first and second time. Third time, they come back. And this time he starts getting stuff out. He gets a tent out. He gets some supplies out. And the um, and then the guy in the van gets out. He's helping him get it all out. But then the guy in the van gets back in the van and leaves. And it's just that one man and his dog. So we're like, okay. And then the man once again approaches us again. It's just like there's certain ways you have to approach people. I'm sure you're all thinking of it. There's ways you have to approach people when they're strangers. You can't just approach someone a certain way. Like you have to do it in a manner that doesn't freak people out. He did not do that. So it was kind of raising our bells. We, our alarms were going off like what's going on. And he approached us. He asked if we could pay for his lot because he wanted to not be sitting there illegally, but he wanted us to pay for his lot. So the first thing I did was I threw Noah under the bus immediately because Noah paid for our lot with his card. So I said, well, he's the one that paid for ours, so I have to ask him. I pay. I know. It was a, I was a bad friend. I just decided to do it in the moment. I freaked out. And then Noah kind of turns him away, kind of like, you know, we're poor college students. Because, like, we don't know this guy. We don't, we don't trust this guy. And it's kind of weird being in a lot you can't pay for. 
And then he kind of he drops the ball to us, and he's like, well, he's, I just don't have any money. I'm homeless, and I'm, I've been hitchhiking around, and I got kicked out of the motel. He didn't really say that at that point. He kind of he said that later, but I just went in and threw that in there. He got booted from a motel. He was homeless, hitchhiking, and someone bought him a tent, and he got and he's at the campsite. So then he goes to the guy to our left and starts asking. And after a long period of time, I'm they were talking. I'm still not sure, but like he's like having those. He's saying those weird. I can't hear the guy to our left. I can hear the homeless guy, and then he's saying like some weird stuff. So I'm just freaked out a little bit. Like I said, I've had experiences in the past and I've heard about experiences in the past where I don't know. I can't always trust some of those people because people that are maybe hitchhikers or homeless from my experience, don't judge me here. They want things. And a lot of times that puts them a lot of times when they get to these positions in life and these moments in life where they're at, you really can't always, you don't know for sure how bad the, they'll go like how far they'll go to get what they want. Like I said, personal experiences. So I'm thinking, I don't know what this, this guy may want the money or he may want something that we have some food. And if we show any signs of resistance, he may try to come get it. I don't know. So I'm freaked out just a little bit, but it's also me and Noah versus him. We felt fine. Just spooked. I did not actually feel in danger. We were just kind of spooked because he really was being weird. He wasn't like, it's different and he was being kind, respectful, normal, set feeling. Like he was really freaking us out. So I'm like, I'm just done with this. So I go to my tent. Noah goes to his tent shortly after. It's like nine o'clock because you feel like it's twelve or one o'clock in the morning because like when it's when it comes nine o'clock in your home, you're in your home with your lights on. But when you're out in nature, it's been dark already for two and a half hours. So you're you're just kinda like my brain was telling me like it's time to go to bed. And so I felt tired. So I went there and like I said, nine o'clock. So I get into bed and I'm just hearing him on the phone. He's just cussing up a storm. He's kind of proving a lot of my suspicions I was scared about. And I'm just like, all right, we're going to sit here on guard for a little bit. And I hear him go into his tent. I'm like, all right, I can try to go to sleep. This is about 1045. So an hour and 45 minutes later, he was like rumbling around his tent, getting really close to my tent. And it was freaking out a little bit, but he went to his tent all as well. About 1245, I woke up. First of all, I was hearing a bunch of crazy sounds. There was a squirrel right outside my tent. I could see its shadow, but it was cold. Now, like I said, I had a bunch of good gear. I had a bunch of warm gear. I have a warm sleeping bag. My arms were good. My thighs were good. My stomach, my chest, my head was all good. But ladies and gentlemen, my feet were like ice. And the ground was uncomfortable. I didn't think about clearing out the ground before I put the tent down. It was uncomfortable. I was miserable. And I was, I'm just going to be honest now on this podcast, now that I've talked to Noah about it, I'm sitting there hoping there's a way we go home the next day. Because this guy was getting, he was getting up and up, up and down throughout the night out of his tent. It was freaking out like three o'clock in the morning. He's like doing some weird sounding stuff. I'm freezing. My feet are ice cold. I can't even feel them. They're numb. I'm genuinely not kidding. I was pinching my feet, had feeling, nah, no feeling there. I was like, I'm going to lose my feet. And I'm just kind of surviving. I maybe get two hours of sleep. We wake up the next day. Noah had the same experience. The same experience. And so the guy was giving us the signs that he was about to ask us for a ride somewhere. And I did not want, we didn't, we're not comfortable offering him a ride to who knows where. Noah was more cold than me, in my opinion, the way we explained it to each other. 
And with the cold, with what happened with that guy, kind of keeping us on edge the whole time, and also not a combination of all the little things I said before, not the campsite we necessarily desired and thought about when we were planning this trip. All of these things, we decided to pack up and go home. And so we did. And we were packing up and hurrying up. In a, we were packing up fast so the guy wouldn't ask for a ride seeing us leaving. And he eventually did come out of his tent. He was about to come and ask us for a ride. Call me bad. But I bypassed his conversation and we offered him every bit of food that we had bought that we were no longer going to use. We gave it to him for free. And we just said, take it if you want. Some canned foods, things like that. He took it, said, God bless. And then he did turn around. He didn't ask for a ride. The only reason I'm thinking he was going to ask for a ride because he was saying how he was only going to be here one night and then he was going to be moving on. So I was like, he may be asking because he said he was a hitchhiker. That's what they do. They ask for rides. So we pack up, we go home and it's just, we are, it took hours for me to stop being cold. It was miserable, but eventually we made it back. So lesson learned about all of that. Really make sure you plan your trips out before you actually go on them. And I guess still to a degree, don't trust everyone. Because I think, Warner, you know what? Trust your instincts. Our instincts said to kind of back off. I've had moments with people where some were Sydney. Sydney has had a moment with me where she kind of felt uneasy with someone. But I felt like we were all right. And my instincts were better. Trust your instincts because they're most likely, if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit. That's my story time. That's my crazy time camping. I hope this whole time you just not didn't feel bad for me, but can laugh that a lot of our lack of preparation led to this horrific trip. We both wish that we didn't have gone, wouldn't have gone, and we came back immediately and slept half the day. Thank you all for listening to my story time. I probably have some more story times. If you guys want, let me know. Or maybe some of you guys are a part of these story times and you want to hear about the story that you were a part of. I'd gladly share. Ethan's Friends is coming soon probably early February. So make sure you be ready for that. I will be announcing on my socials, the YouTube channel that I will be posting Ethan's friends video podcast too. And also the link to Ethan's friends, Spotify and Apple podcasts. Share the podcast with a friend. If you haven't, thank you for listening to episode 17. I will see you guys next week for another episode of Ethan's thoughts.